0: So, today's first Sunday meal. If you didn't plan to stay, change your plans. We have a lot of food. Yesterday was Shane's birthday. That's not an announcement, but just uh, the fact that Shane cooked some meat for his birthday, so we have lots of meat. Um, and, and so, if we don't have anything else to eat over there, there is meat. So, please stay and eat it. So that it does not have to, all of it, head back to the house. So yes, please do say. Um, also, the month of mo- the month of May, bless us, already in May. The month of May is uh, is rainbow items for our shoe boxes. Saw someone already brought in a shoe box today. Thank you so very much. And uh, we want crayons, markers, colored pencils, and coloring books for this month. If you have not already purchased things, well, it's only day two. So, if you've not already purchased, have plenty of time. Please do that. Or if you don't have any time or just can't get around to it, just uh, give some money over to someone else and let us know, and we'll take care of that for you. Also, next mo- next week, excuse me, is Mother's Day. Okay, Mother's Day, and we have asked that everyone Bless you. that everyone would make a video. Jeff has said that he has how many? Seven. That's not everybody. So we really want you. thank you to those who have already made their video, and I'm putting myself into the category of I need to hurry myself up. But uh, Jeff has to get that put together. He would like to get it put together on Tuesday. That's when he has time to do it. So, Please get your video in today or tomorrow if you have not already. If you're watching virtually. And uh, I hope that you're watching live so that you can (laughs) get it in today or tomorrow. Uh, Please send it to Jeff. If you do not have his email address or his phone number, let me know. And I will send it to you. Or let Amanda know. Or, you know, well, you can't let Jeff know because you don't have his information. But anyway, please do get that to Jeff. We have the iPad charging right now is that correct we have the ipad church ipad charging so if you need to do it before you leave church today that is that is available to you so please keep that in mind we want that done today or tomorrow so that all the, the video can get together and it can be really nice and special for mother's day next week yes also a month from now is homecoming yes there's some plans going on for what we might be doing, who we might have to come and preach for us. So we want, we want this to be a, a really big showing for homecoming. We want you to bring lots of people with you. We are going to have lots of food always, of course. So just make sure that you are getting excited for homecoming a month from now. Yes, I'm excited. I love homecoming. So exciting. So any other announcements we will let you know if anything um <laughs> this morning this morning uh brother shane came in and he he has on a new pair of pants and he was so excited <laughs> he has on a new pair of pants and this these pants <laughs> um <laughs> this this pants they are from Kohl's are lee jeans with uh, lee black Pants, um, but they they say extreme flex, and he said he came in there and he was like, "All right, I'm about to wear my extreme flex pants to church. Get ready." And I don't know if he was meaning get ready because today is first Sunday meal, or or get ready because he's anticipating the move of the spirit. So I just hope. that it's the second one, that everyone is anticipating the, bless you, move of the Spirit, and um, that even if you don't have your extreme flex pants on, that you will just move under the power of the Holy Ghost, that, uh, that He will take over here today. Amen. Let's stand and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask Him to have His will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for Your goodness, Your mercy, Your blessings, and grace. God, we thank You and we praise You that You are here with us. God I thank you that you have you have sent your only son to die for our sins and the sins of this world God that you came down and that you were willing to walk among us and and die for us and then raise again for our victory father i thank you and i praise you for that blessing i thank you that you woke us up this morning that you brought us into your house lord that there is no one who is here by accident but every single person is here because you have ordained their presence in this place father i just ask you now that you would have your will in your way in each and every life god i pray that you would help those who have come in burdened those who have come in with pains physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, God, that you be just a powerful, strong presence in this place. Holy Spirit, fall as you will. God, have your will in your way. I pray that you would take over completely. Lord, that it is not about us. It's not about what we can do and, and about what we can show off, but God, we pray that you would just be here so strongly. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you for all that you do and all that you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you,
1: Lord. Who am I that you are mindful of me, that you would hear me when I call? Is it true that you are thinking of me, how you love me, it's amazing, am I that you are mindful of me, that you would hear me when I call? Is it true that you are thinking of me, how you love me? It's amazing that I am a friend of God, I am a friend of God, I am a friend of God. He called me friends. Friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. Sing, Who am I? Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you would hear me when I is it true that you are thinking of me how you love me it's amazing it's amazing friend of god i am a friend of god he called me friend oh i am a friend of god i am a friend of god i am a friend of god he called me friend There's nothing worth more That could ever come close Nothing can compare You're our living hope Your presence,
2: Lord
1: I have tasted and seen the sweetest of love when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence Lord fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence. My heart becomes free and my shame is dead. Oh no. hear your voice. We're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we want to know you more and more. We're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we only want to hear your voice, we're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we want to know you more and more, we're hanging on every word. When you speak and when you move, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see and what we see. When you come in the room, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see and what we see. Spirit of the Living God, Spirit of the Living God, we're leaning into all you are, and everything else can wait. Spirit of the Living God, Spirit of the Living God, come now and breathe upon our hearts. Come now and have your way, cause when you speak, and when you move, when you do, and only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see, and what we see. When you come in the room, when you do, and only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see, and what we see. And when you move, you move all our fears. And when you move, you move us to tears. You.
0: him praise give him glory give him honor thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord for your goodness thank you jesus
3: Good morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. I don't see any pictures. I hadn't seen the little girl with sister. I hadn't seen her since she was. Pfft. How old was she the last time I saw her? She just mercy sakes alive. They grow up fast. It's good to see all of you with us this morning. It, those of you who can't be with us every week, when y'all come, it's a real treat, and I really appreciate y'all coming. You could go anywhere you wanted to. You chose to come here.
2: Thank you, thank you. I thank, thank God you, for it. Man. It's time to receive tithe tithing offering if her usher will come at this time. Thank you. Love the Lord. Thank you. Love
3: Lord. <laughs> Brother Wise, may we say the blessing over the offering for us this morning?
4: THIS LIFE IS A JOURNEY WE WALK BY FAITH AND THERE WILL ALWAYS BE THE MOUNTAINS IN OUR WAY BUT RIGHT HERE IN THIS MOMENT MAY OUR STRENGTH BE RENEWED AS WE RECALL WHAT GOD HAS DONE AND HOW WE'VE SEEN HIM MOVE IF THERE'S ANYBODY HERE WHO'S FOUND HIM FAITHFUL Anybody here who knows he's able, say amen. if there's anybody here who's
1: seen his power,
4: anybody here, uh-huh. here roll through the fire, say amen. Anybody here found joy in the middle of sorrow, just say amen.
1: Through the darkness it's hard to see So just be brave and follow where he leads Cause greater is the one who's in us Than he who's in the world So child of God remember The battle is the Lord's And And if there's there's anybody here who's found
4: him faithful anybody here who knows he's able say amen and if there's anybody here who's seen his power anybody here pulled through the fire say amen anybody here found joy in the middle of sorrow peace in the storm and hope for tomorrow seen it time and time time again Again, just just say amen Amen. even in the valley of the shadow even when you feel say amen just say amen
1: even when the storms are raging just stand and know you're not forsaken say amen say amen
4: Tell me, is there anybody here who, come on and say, say amen. amen? Is there anybody here who's seen his power? Anybody, anybody here pour through the fire? the fire? Say amen. Anybody here found joy in the middle of sorrow, peace in the storm, and hope for tomorrow? Seen it time and time again, just say amen.
2: Good morning.
3: Good morning. Uh, I got to be more careful what I say to you in the morning, huh? So, yeah, I did eat a lot of meat yesterday. That's why I wore these flexible pants. So, There is a lot of meat left, so please eat it. I don't want to take any home. Anyway, now it's time. It's good morning. Good to see y'all. It's good to see y'all watching. We miss you. It's time to receive a prayer request this morning. Spoken first. Gretchen. We will pray for Papa's back. Brother Mike. Yes, sir. Sister. Yes, ma'am. That's it, this time. Any unspoken requests? Raise your hands and stand with me as we go to the Lord in
2: prayer.
5: The table of the Lord Fighting thoughts of fear Wondering why you called my name Am I good enough to share this cup? This world has left me alone
3: Fellowship.
0: trying to you know fellowship long because Shane said, I'm gonna go out here and check this meat. I said, You need to you need to get yourself back in here, but I but I gotta check the meat. So (laughs) it's just you know giving him a little time to check the meat and then get back into church. (laughs) Anyway, uh so yes lots of lots of stuff going on for first Sunday meal. So please, please, please stay for first Sunday meal so we can get this food eaten and we can have some fellowship and all that sort of thing. So we are of course continuing our series in Nehemiah talking about uh, the the wall of Jerusalem being built and and when we last left Nehemiah he and the workers were facing some obstacles. Last week we talked about the obstacles to to building to the process of building the first thing was battles because the enemy always knows where to attack and he will. His goal is to tear us down and to stop the progress that the Lord is making. The second thing is burdens that we have to build upon what we have been carrying around. Instead of carrying it with us because that heavy load is unnecessary we need to lay it down and build on it. (coughs) Excuse me. Got a lot of allergy stuff going on so if it starts to just pray for them. Uh, and number three is burnout. The cure for weariness is a sword in your hand. That was, the, that was the solution that Nehemiah gave to them was to hand them a sword. And so we understand that when we're tired, when we're re- weary, that the idea is to go to the Lord and to go to his word and to be encouraged through his word. And today we are going to talk about influencers Or being influenced. Now, for those who do not know, on social media there are these people called influencers. And their sole job is to be. Do you know about influencers? Is that why you're. Okay, so, yeah. The job of these people that no one has ever heard of before is to influence people to buy things or to use certain products. Or to do their hair or their makeup or whatever a certain way so these people get paid they all these products are sent to them and they post on their social media oh I really like this and this product this is how I used it it worked really well for this purpose and all that so there are people again who are who are hired by companies to influence and those who follow them on social media and buy those things and do their makeup that way or do their hair that way they are the influenced so today as we <laughs> as we talk about there are different groups of people that we will see who are influencers and those being influenced <coughs> throughout this entire story that we've gotten to so far the preparation and work has been with the goal of rebuilding the wall they've they've prepped they've g- gathered up wood they've uh, they've been cleaning off all the, the stones, and they've been bringing them to the right place in order to build the wall. That's the whole purpose. And the very last verse that we read was that the work was so strenuous that Nehemiah nor his workers even had time to change their clothes. That was the verse that we ended with last week. Yet in this chapter, chapter 5, they're interrupted from their work. The entire chapter of chapter 5 stops and talks about the issue that some people were having. So why is it that Nehemiah put it right here? Because he had been talking chapter 1, chapter 2, preparation, chapter 3, chapter 4, the process of beginning the building, you know, scanning everything out. and, And he's talking about building, but now he stops. And this is his... This is his personal diary. He could have waited until the end of the book to talk about all the issues that they were having. But instead, he stops. And he talks about the plight of these people. And why does this even matter? Because if we're not able to get our relationships right, then the building is in vain. Because if we're not unified, if we don't have the same common goal, and if we're not thinking toward the same end, then... There's really no purpose in building. Because all the fighting, all the fussing, it's not going to help anyone. So, we're going to take a look at the importance of people. In chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, it says, And there was a great cry of the people and of their wives against their brethren, the Jews. For there were that said, We are, we, our sons and our daughters are many... Therefore, we take up corn for them that we may eat and live. So also there were that said, we have mortgaged our lands, vineyards, and houses, that we might buy corn because of the dearth. There were also that said, we have borrowed money for the king's tribute, and that upon our lands and vineyards and yet our now our flesh is the flesh of our brethren our children as their children and lo we bring into bondage our sons and our daughters to be servants and some of our daughters are brought into bondage already neither is it in our power to redeem them for other men have our lands and vineyards and i was very angry when i heard their cry and these words so this chapter begins with a group of men and women who have come to Nehemiah to request justice for themselves. Some came to him who did not have enough food for their families. He said, we have all these children. We have our, it's us and our wives and our children, and we don't have enough money to buy corn for ourselves. Some had mortgaged their possessions in order to buy food because of the dearth. This word dearth means famine. So at some point, there had been famine in the land, and they had lost the crops that they had had. So they're trying to save up to to purchase, to buy food, to make up for that. Some had borrowed money against their land, their vineyards and houses in order to pay taxes. He said the, the king's tribute came due, and we had no money to pay it, so we've had to mortgage ourselves. We've had to mortgage everything that we own in order to pay the things that we're supposed to. And it had gotten so desperate for some that they had even sold their children into servitude and bondage. And they said it's not in our power to help ourselves. We, we want to do differently. We want to do better, but we don't know how. It's not in our power because we don't have our land anymore. You know, we want to work. We want to do right but we can't. Yet it was not the foreigners that they had sold themselves to. It was other Jews. Before this, 150 years before this, because of their sin, they had been sold into slavery. The Lord had allowed them to go into slavery and to be bound to the Babylonians. And then the nation of Israel been sold to the Assyrians. And... And they had lived that way for a long, long time. And then the Lord had redeemed them as he had promised. He said, you know, after 70 years of bondage, you'll be able to be free. So some had been allowed to go back into the land, and they had been living there for a long time. But now they're back in bondage. And not to an enemy, but to those of their neighbors. And this practice enraged Nehemiah. He was very angry. He heard about the plight. He heard about the injustice that people were suffering, and he became very angry within himself. And notice what it says in verses 7 through 13, especially this beginning of 7. I really enjoy the way he says this. Then I consulted with myself. Sometimes you just got to talk to yourself. It's biblical, obviously, yes. Yes, sometimes you just got to have a little talk. Having a little talk with Jesus. Mom and I were talking the other day. She said, have a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Sometimes also you got to have a little talk with yourself. Get your mind right. So he says, then I consulted with myself and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers. And I said unto them, ye exact usury, every one of his brother. And I set a great assembly against them. And I said unto them, We, after our ability, have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which are sold unto the heathen. And will ye even sell your brethren, or shall they be sold unto us? Then held they their peace and found nothing to answer. Also I said, It is not good that ye do. Ought ye not to walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemies? I likewise and my brethren and my servants might exact of them money and corn. I pray you, let us leave off this usury. Restore, I pray you, to them, even this day their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, and their houses, also the hundredth part of the money, and of the corn, the wine, the oil that ye exact of them. Then said they, we will restore them and will require nothing of them. So will we do as thou sayest. Then I called the priest and took an oath of them that they should do according to this promise. And I shook my lap and said, So God shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performeth not this promise, even thus he, be he shaken out and emptied. And all the congregation said, Amen and praise the Lord. And the people did according to this promise. So he called together this assembly to condemn this practice of usury. He said, I understand that you are loaning them money. If they come to you and they need money, that's one thing. But you're doing this practice of usury. And this in the Hebrew means to charge interest on a loan, but the indication is extortion. Exorbitant loan prices so he's saying to them it's fine and even I and my servants not have loaned people money but we are not charging this interest so that they have no chance of paying it back so this is not right he reminded the people that they themselves had been delivered from slavery so now will you trap your brethren in this slavery again will you be the cause of them going back into this difficulty that that you've all been delivered from? He said, if not for them, do it for the Lord. He said, it is not good that you do. Ought you not to walk in the fear of our God? For one thing, do it because of the Lord, but also because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemies. Our enemies are going to look at us, and they're going to see. The injustice that you are allowing, that you are promoting. And they're going to think that it's okay to treat God's people this way. He said, You are representing God incorrectly when you do not have justice for your neighbors. So they were instructed to restore the land, homes, vineyards, olive groves, which had been taken by extortion. They were told not to charge this exorbitant interest anymore. And Nehemiah symbolically said, and if you don't, and he shook out his robe, he said, if you don't, then the Lord's watching me right now, and I say, in Jesus' name, in the name of the Lord, if you don't do like you ought to, may the Lord shake you out of your own homes. May he do to you or allow to be done to you what you're doing to others. They agreed to restore what had been disgracefully gained and no longer demanded the exorbitant returns. In verses 14 through 19, and I told I told Jeff, I said, "There's a lot of scripture today. I mean, there has been." And Brother Mike said, "You know that ver- that chapter that has 72 verses," and he kind of looked and said, "We might not read that whole thing, brother." <laughs> but, but we do. <laughs> but I did tell Jeff. I said, I, I'm, "Y'all know me, and I don't want it to be a thirteen-week series." So we are going to read a lot of scripture. So we'll get, continue through the end of this chapter. So fourteen through nineteen say, "Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the twentieth year even unto the two and thirtieth year of Artaxerxes the king." "'That is twelve years I and my brethren "'have not eaten the bread of the governor. "'But the former governors that had been before me "'were chargeable unto the people, "'and had taken of them bread and wine "'besides forty shekels of silver. "'Yea, even their servants bear rule over the people. "'But so did not I because of the fear of God. "'Yea, also I continued in the work of this wall. "'Neither bought we any land.' And all my servants were gathered thither unto the work. Moreover, there were at my table an hundred and fifty of the Jews and rulers besides those that came unto us from among the heathen that are about us. Now that which was prepared for me daily was one ox and six choice sheep also fowls were prepared for me and once in 10 days store of all sorts of wine yet for all this required not i the bread of the governor because the bondage was heavy upon this people and i like this verse too. think upon me my god for good according to all that i have done for this people he said lord remember so here nehemiah mentions his practice of hospitality We're given a glimpse into the memory of Nehemiah. So, obviously, this was all written uh, at the end after he had been governor for 12 years because he's looking back on his time. So, again, we see that he could have put this chapter at the end just listing all the issues that they had had. But it was very important that we see it right here that the work cannot go on until we are unified until we are influenced by the right things that we're influenced by the need for justice and not the need for money and self-gain so he mentions his hospitality and he talks about the fact that throughout his entire time of being governor in jerusalem he had not taken the food portion that was paid that was supposed to be paid to the governor the reason for the sacrificial refusal was that he knew how much the people had been oppressed by the previous rulers he said they they'd been hurting the struggle had had been real on them they had been having to we see they had been having to sell all their possessions just to pay the king's tax so i wasn't going to add burdens to them Nevertheless, he was daily feeding and hosting 150 Jewish tribal leaders. He says, various rulers and those who came from among the heathen. Some commentators believe that he was feeding between five and six hundred people every day. From his own pocket, because he had not taken the payment for the governorship. So... He's showing extreme hospitality. But this verse is is interesting. When he says that those who came from among the heathen. It's not clear whether these were foreign nobles or. Or just Jews who lived among the foreigners. Now, it would not have been unlikely for Nehemiah to bring foreigners into his home and feed them because he had been living in Babylon. He had been living among all the Persians. So it would not have been as much of an issue for him to have non Jewish people in his home. But we do not know for sure if it was just those who had Jewish noble people who were living out among the other Jews. Lands and areas, but he asked the Lord. He said, "Lord, see what I've done. Remember me with favor. Mark my deeds." And and oftentimes, and we're told in the New Testament, don't let your and Jesus said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing, and give quietly. But this is Nehemiah's diary, and he's saying, "Lord, you see the sacrifices that I made." Please remember them. <laughs> remember me with favor, Lord. <laughs> see what I've done. Now take a look. So we've talked about these two different groups of people. The, the people who were the needy and the people who were the greedy. We're going to talk about another group of people. And that is the seedy. We see in verses 1 through 4 of chapter 6. Now it came to pass, when Sanballat, oh, that guy again, and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at the time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem set unto me, saying, "Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono," but they thought to do me mischief, and I sent messengers unto them, saying. I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. So notice that it is that once the the issue with those people who were needy and those people who had been extorting them, once that issue had been settled, The next verse says that the wall had been built and there was no breach. Once again we see that unity is key for building the wall. Unity is key for everything coming together the way that it should. Because if there is injustice, if there is discord among the brethren then there is no way to really and truly build a good foundation, a strong and connected foundation. So they had settled their dispute, and the work had continued, lacking only the gates. And Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem invited Nehemiah to hang out with them. Interesting. Interesting. Nehemiah received this message. Let us meet together in one of the villages in the plain of Ono. Ono was a a city of the tribe of Benjamin. And immediately, Nehemiah recognized that this was a trap. There was no way that these three would have been plotting to attack one day and just want to have a friendly conversation the next. So oftentimes, it is that when we are influenced, you know, we're, we're thinking about this group of people. Oh, if we could only get those people to agree with us. Oh, if we could only get that type of person. Because these were the noblemen of the area. If we could only get those guys to think that we were great and cool and special, and if we could only spend time with them, wouldn't that be great? But Nehemiah saw through it, and his reply to them is just priceless. I am doing a great work, so I can't come down. So I encourage you that any time someone is, um, is trying to mess around with you, that that's what you say. I'm doing a great work. I'm sorry. I can't be bothered with your drama right now. <laughs> Amen. Verses 5 through 9. Then sent Sanballat his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time with an open letter in his hand, wherein was written It is reported among the heathen that, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel. For which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work.'" and it shall not be done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. (laughs) After four attempts but no success, they sent a servant with a threatening letter. We have heard from the heathen. Notice the phrase here. So take a look at this. It says, It is reported among the heathen, in verse 6, Now take a look. You have your Bible still open. Take a look at verse 17. It says, Besides those that came unto us from among the heathen. So the people that Nehemiah had been showing hospitality to, those that he had been allowing to sit at his table, those he had been talking with and spending time with, those that he had trusted to sit with him, and fellowship with him and be his friend those same people had started a rumor oh my because those kinds of things happen sometimes they had begun a rumor to try to ruin his influence to try to Discredit the reason that Nehemiah was even there. So we have to be careful. We've talked about a few weeks ago, some people aren't your people, and that's okay. You gotta know who your people are. Because there are some people that you could absolutely trust with your life. There are some people that are gonna go with you into the darkness and they're gonna scope out the the bad wall with you they're going to look at all the destruction and the damage and they're going to be standing beside you the next day saying let's build this together but then there are some that will eat your food and will drink your wine and then will go home and talk junk about you oh my so be careful little mouth what you say Because some people can't be trusted. That's just the way it is, and I'm not trying to discourage us, but that's just the truth. So be careful. Ask the Lord to give you discernment. Ask the Lord to bring into your life those people that can be trusted. So this letter... That was brought, questioned Nehemiah's motives for coming to Jerusalem and beginning the project. They said, Oh, you only came here because you want to rebel against Artaxerxes and become the king. Remember how close Nehemiah and Artaxerxes had been. He had been one of the most trusted servants to King Artaxerxes. And for those to be able to bring this negative report, this incorrect report, to the king would have been so harmful to nehemiah's reputation also recall that it was assumed that nehemiah was from the lineage of david and it had been prophesied hundreds of years before that there would always be a king to sit on the throne of david so it would not be far out of reach For someone to think Oh maybe Nehemiah is trying to be king Because if he's of the house and lineage of David He could just raise himself up to this throne And sometimes our motives will be questioned But if we know within ourselves "Mm, There's so much here Lord help us to hear Lord help us to hear your word I, I tell kids all the time you know, They'll come to me and they'll say Miss Williams such and such a person said that I was being mean when I said this but I wasn't trying to be mean I just told them that they had to play the game the right way or whatever it was and I said and I'll say honey were you trying to be mean no okay well if you know that in your heart and you're not acting mean sometimes people are just gonna think what they're gonna think and and we can't help it we do what we have to you know we we do our best to to be nice and good to everybody but some people are just going to think what they think this was all an effort to weaken the reputation the influence of Nehemiah they said oh you've hired priests to preach that you're going to be king they're going throughout the the land of Jerusalem proclaiming your name oh Nehemiah here's the new king Nehemiah said that's that's not my heart I've come here for the purpose Of building this wall Bringing unity to the people Being the governor only And Nehemiah says This was all in an effort to weaken Our work This was all in the effort To weaken or to slacken our hands That the work not be done And then he says, Now therefore, Lord, give me strength. When we feel the attack of the enemy, when we understand, when we see these attacks coming, when we know in our heart that our motives are right, when we see that the enemy is trying to poke holes in our influence, when we understand that, we say, Lord, In the face of the enemy, give me strength because i got to keep going with this thing. Then verses 10 through 14 say, Afterward I came unto the house of Shemaiah, the son of Delaiah, the son of Mehetabiel, who was shut up and he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us shut the doors of the temple for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night they will come to slay thee. And I said, Should such a man as I flee? And who is there that being as I am would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me, for Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. Therefore was he hired, that I should be afraid and do so and sin and that they might have matter for an evil report, that they might reproach me. My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sanballat, according to these their works, and on the prophetess Nodiah, and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. So here Nehemiah gets some great sounding advice. He goes and visits this prophet Shemaiah, And the prophet advises Nehemiah, meet me in the temple. Let's Let's go inside the temple. Let's lock the doors. Let's shut off the lights. Let's stay really quiet and we'll be safe. Because your enemies are planning to attack you in the middle of the night. Well, first of all, no one was allowed inside the temple except those of the priestly family, which Nehemiah was not. Everyone was allowed into, well, men were allowed into the outer courts to go and and bring their sacrifices but no one but the priests were allowed to go inside the temple itself and then no one but the high priest was allowed to go inside the holy of holies so if this person was truly a prophet then they would have known that that would have been against god's law for nehemiah to go inside the temple in this way If he had followed the advice of this false prophet, he would have been a lawbreaker at best and punished by God at worst. Also, Nehemiah was such a man that he was not going to fear. He said, who am I to fear these? I'm not going to go in. No. I'm going to trust in the Lord. Nehemiah had the wisdom and the discernment to see through this sinful suggestion. Understanding that this would have ruined his influence if he had followed the advice. So, how to win friends and influence people? Those influencers we talked about earlier who go on to social media, talk about all the things that they like or don't like, and they're trying to influence people one way or the other. We, as people of God, are influencers. We have the responsibility in the world to influence. And if we're not influencing, we are being influenced. The way that we relate to different people groups in our lives will determine the quality of... Of our unity will determine the quality of our influence. Because we can be doing life and church together and not be unified. We can be allowing lesser or even detrimental things to influence our efforts. So, those three types of people that we talked about the first type, the needy, how are we responding to those who are in need? These people had come to Nehemiah with a valid argument and a real plight. They had already made every possible effort. They said, we've done all we can. We do not know what else to do. We've done everything within ourselves. We've sold all of our property. We've sold all of our crops. We've tried our best, and still we can't make it. And their own relatives and countrymen were buying their children as slaves and extorting them out of their fields and homes. In our class, on Wednesday nights, we've been discussing for the past couple of weeks the concept of loving our neighbor. We've been going through a series uh, starting with Love the Lord Your God, and we've, we've been doing every line of those verses. And... The week before and last week, we talked about loving our neighbor. And just like the expert in law who approached Jesus, we may ask, "Who is my neighbor?" Well, last week I asked everyone I said to you, "If you had no limits on finances, if you had no limits on your time, if you had no limits on personnel, What would you like to see our church do? If we could do anything, if we could go out and minister to anyone, if we could have any ministry alive and thriving in our church, from our church, what would it be? And I hope, I really hope that each one of us have thought about that, have really considered what it would be that we would like to do, like to see done. Because those people, whoever came to your mind, whoever you feel is underserved, those people are your neighbor. The answer to our question is of who is my neighbor is the one who would benefit from ministry, the poor, the hungry, the underserved, the overlooked. And I hope, I hope, I pray, that I have uh, deposited enough to, to cash this check. There are often times that we excuse ourselves. There are so many times. We weigh the time, the effort, the money it would take to help against what I see available to me. Without factoring in the creator of all things, Without considering that God is my source I look at what I have and I say I can't do it So never mind I look at the time that it would take And I say oh, I don't have that time So I'm not going to do it I look at the, the money I look at the amount of people I look at whatever it is And I say I can't, oh, I can't do it Never mind Maybe someone else will But when I'm the source, that's what happens. But when I think of God as the source, when I understand that it is only by His power that I'm able to do anything, then perhaps I'll see a little bit brighter opportunity. That's one way that we excuse ourselves, but worse, sometimes we make a judgment about the worthiness of the recipient. We politicize our level of effort. We say, ah, does that person really deserve help? And we don't say that out loud. But in our minds, in our minds sometimes we say that. And I'll admit that I've said that before. Uh, mm, Probably not so if I'm willing to admit it, then y'all can too. You don't have to say it out loud, but you can, you can own that idea that sometimes I'll look at a person or a group and I'll say, oh, I don't know that I really want to. Yeah. But just like Nehemiah said to those who were doing the extorting, those who had power to do something and they weren't doing it, he said, don't, don't do it just for yourselves. Do this because of the love of God, but also because of the heathen who are going to look at you and say, do you really love the Lord with all your heart and soul and mind and strength? See, Jesus didn't ask before he healed a person, before he died on the cross, Jesus didn't ask who they had voted for he didn't ask what their last job was or when the last time they worked was. Jesus didn't ask do you agree with this stance or do you go on this side of that before he died on the cross? Because if he had then so many of us before we came to know him we wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been willing to die for us as followers of Christ we are called to a higher standard of love the kindness of the Lord leads to repentance and when we shun a person or refuse to help a certain group of people or refuse to acknowledge the needs of a certain group of people because we don't agree with it. That's not what Jesus did. He told us, he told his disciples when he met with them in the upper room and and the prayer that he had for them is the same prayer that we receive as followers of Christ. He said, men will know you by your love. He will know that you are my disciples by how much you love one another, and I am by no means I am by no means condemning anyone because I have done the same thing. God help us today. Kindness, the kindness of the Lord leads us to repentance err on the side of the idea that this could be Jesus. We talked in our class that, that there will be those who stand before him and he'll say, go on this side, go on the right side because you fed me when I was hungry, you gave me water when I was thirsty, you, you clothed me when I was naked, you visited me while I was in prison. And they're going to say, Jesus, we never saw you in any of those ways. And he said, if you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. So the times that we don't and we can, that could be the time that it was Jesus. Oh, God, help us. the second group is the greedy. How are we affecting change among those who think their way is right? (laughs) And that could be... I don't I'm not trying to label us all in the greedy category that could be me thinking my way's right thinking my way is the yes this is because I think this way this is the right way I need to line it up with what the word says Nehemiah had a difficult task he had to bring unity among two groups of people in order to get the work done these people that he talked to that he brought together and fussed out a little bit they didn't really see anything wrong with taking advantage of those around them but it must have been a long time since they had read the law of God because God's law said don't buy or sell your Jewish countrymen as slaves uh, don't use those uh, exorbitant rates of interest The the law talked about that not to do it See, Nehemiah was in the same class and the same financial situation as those to whom he spoke, but we see that he refused to text the people. He showed hospitality to all types of people because influencers are able to use themselves as an example. Do what I do. And then the last type of people is the seedy wisdom and discernment are required to avoid entanglement with these types of people those are the types of people you see them and it looks like oh yeah they look good they look nice that's the type of people we need or want around here Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem had been giving Nehemiah and the people a fit the entire time of building but now they want to hang out beware it is not rude or ungodly to question motives the bible instructs us to test the spirits and see if they are of god and if people or situations seem suspicious it might be the holy spirit warning us of danger so be careful because again even those people that nehemiah had trusted went back and and told lies about him started rumors about him so let's be careful Let's be careful and use discernment, use wisdom. Because the great work that we're engaged in is too valuable to become influenced by the ungodly. Also, beware of false prophets. Read the word for yourselves. I get up here and I I preach and I say what I believe, thus saith the Lord pastor gets up here and preaches and he says what he believes thus saith the lord we watch we have certain people that we really enjoy watching on online or on tv but be careful because if what they're preaching of what they're saying does not line up with what the word of god says then it's wrong and they're a false prophet and you don't need to watch them don't need to listen to them anymore because if I'm just listening to things that I agree with all the time, then I'm like those in the New Testament with itching ears. Those who are only seeking to satisfy my own self. If if something from, from what I'm hearing, if something from what I'm hearing on Wednesday night in my class, if something in, in what I'm hearing from Sunday morning in preaching, if, if something that I'm hearing through the week does not shake me up, does not stir me in some way, I need to check something. Either check who I'm listening to or check myself against God's word. Shemaiah had attempted to trick Nehemiah into doing evil that sounded like good. If Nehemiah had not had the law written in his heart, then he might have been willing to do what sounded right oh that's a great idea i'm i'll just i'll seek protection from the lord's house but that wasn't right that wasn't what he was supposed to be doing know the word for yourself be influenced by the holy spirit because otherwise we're being influenced by other people other things that are are going to be detrimental so can we build it If we're unified, we can. The enemy wants to distract us by causing issues among the brethren. It is his purpose, it is his goal to tear apart relationships. From the very beginning, when Jesus was spending time with Adam, the enemy did not like that. Then, when God created woman to be a helpmate for Adam, it was God's purpose to bind them together, but Satan's purpose to tear them apart. So anytime that there is disunity, anytime that there is constant disagreement, because some disagreement is healthy. We talk, we work through it, we, we discuss. But when there is constant disagreement, when there is disunity, when there is anger and struggle, that is the enemy trying to attack, trying to tear apart things that God wants to keep together. And we understand this ploy of the devil, and we cannot allow it to happen. We cannot be influenced by those things. So, the enemy wants to distract, to slacken our hands so that we will not help. So, think about the needy. Who is my neighbor? Anyone in need? Anyone could be Jesus. Anyone could be Jesus in disguise. Anyone could be an angel unawares. We, anyone we meet. Lord, help us. The greedy. We need to use our influence to bring peace. And then the seedy, the spirit and the word are vital to our survival so that we are not influenced by those things and those people we should not be so as the music plays just want to pray for us that the Lord will speak into our hearts to begin to change us, to transform us to bring unity among us Heavenly Father we thank you we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your your word God, your word is so good and so powerful. God, that it would reach through thousands and thousands of years to affect change within us. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you speak to us in so many different ways. But God, I ask you now that you would, you would reach into our hearts and speak through your word. God, I just ask you now that you would touch each and every heart. You see the things that we're going through, each person. You see where we are and how we need to be transformed by your power and your presence. God, you see how each and every one of us need to have our eyes opened, our ears open, God, ways to trust you better. God, to, to get rid of excuses and to help those who are in need God to be unified together God I pray against the enemy who would try to tear down who would try to bring barriers to relationship in Jesus name I ask that those things be be struck down Father as the enemy tries to attack families as the enemy tries to attack marriages God as the enemy uh, tries to attack friendships as he tries to attack our church family God, in Jesus' precious name, we ask that those those ploys be torn down. That no longer would He be able to cause disunity. But God, we pray for unity like we've never experienced before. God, for a common vision, a common goal. God, that we would each and every one of us in relationship, that we would see together and work together. Father, we ask, that you would give us a common vision of the goal and the purpose that you have for our church that we would trust in you to be our source to understand that it is not about what we see it is not about what we can provide but God that you supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus that all we have to do is step out in faith to do the work and that you provide god we ask you that your holy spirit would give us each wisdom because you said in your word that we could ask for wisdom and that you would give liberally to all who ask i pray that you would show us areas in our lives that we are being influenced in ways that we should not be and father that you would remove the desire from our hearts to to hear from others god that you would help us to have confidence from you, that we wouldn't have to ask. We wouldn't have to be influenced by outside things, but God, that we would be focused on you. Heavenly Father, we trust in your word today that you are doing a great thing and that when we come together, the walls will be built. Father, we trust you today for protection, for help, for strength in each and every life. God, we thank you. We thank you, we praise you, we honor you for all that you do and all that you are. And we say, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you and give you peace that passes understanding. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.